Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 13 this morning and the birds. Verse 10 again, it says, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And, and what, a, what a privilege it would be to have Jesus. I mean, could you imagine if Jesus was available and he was coming through town and he was going to stop at our church and teach on Sunday morning? I mean, it'll, like everybody would be there, right? And it would be exciting. But, you know, it's Jesus. And so, you know, there's excitement about that. But then also, he's unpredictable. Right? You don't know what Jesus is going to do on a Sabbath day, what's going to happen in that service. And you know, there's been times where demons have screamed out, and Jesus has cast out demons right in the middle of service. There's been times where he's claimed things that upset the leaders of the synagogue. He's talking about the, the, you know, the, the scripture, and then he says, today this is fulfilled in your hearing, and people you know, try to kill him. After that, I mean, it's, it's been a little sketchy for Jesus as he goes from place to place. And yet, probably very welcome as he's, they see these big crowds following him, and they want him to come and speak. And so he's probably invited. But this is actually, as we look at this, the last time that Jesus would ever teach in a synagogue in the, in the Gospels that the Gospels record, and probably because of things like this. And so we, we see here in verse 11, it says, And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Now, remember, our author of this gospel is Luke, and he is a physician. And so when we look at situations like this where somebody has some physical problem, Luke is always quick to point out and use the medical terms in his gospel of what was happening. And so basically what he's describing here is he talks about this woman being bent over that she was bent completely in half, that her head was down by her feet. And, and that's a, a very difficult situation to be in. Could you imagine getting from place to place like that? And she, she's bent over, and she cannot raise herself up. In fact, it insinuates that she's like this all the time, that even when she's in bed, she's laying in bed like that. She can't you know, straighten her body out at all. She's bent over. I, I saw a woman like this in India. It was really interesting. You know, she's kind of walking along the road and her, her body's all bent in half. It's just a strange thing to see when somebody's in this condition. In fact, yesterday I was, I was at Albertson's and I, you know, after studying this, you know, I was at Albertson's picking some things up and there was a woman who was coming toward me and she had her hands kind of on her hips, and she was holding herself up. And I could tell, you know, if she didn't hold herself up, she was going to, you know, bend farther forward. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really interesting. It's, it's, it's a, a horrible place, a horrible condition to be. can't imagine what life would be like that in this type of condition. But, but first, Luke tells us that she had, and this is where it gets weird, she had a spirit of infirmity. 
Now, it's interesting because she's not demon-possessed. There's, there's no interaction. No, Jesus isn't casting a demon out of her. But she is, she is somehow, as Jesus would describe it later, bound by Satan. And, and apparently, you know, because we know that, that everything, nothing goes without God's notice and that there isn't a bird that falls, as, as Jesus said just a few chapters ago, that doesn't fall without his notice. And how much more does God care about you his children, this means that God allowed a demon to bind her with this infirmity. And that's interesting. What is that supposed to mean? And what does that mean in terms of just daily life for us, you know, when it comes to demons binding people with some kind of weird infirmity? I've worked with people and counseled with people and and known others who had strange medical problems that when they got to the kind of the end of their rope and and finally, and I don't know what would provoke this or, or, you know, whatever, but they they rebuked it, whether it was a headache or body pains or various ailments, they went away. It went away when they rebuked it in the name of Jesus. And that's a little strange to think about. Others found that after that they dealt with some problems in their life, such as bitterness or pride or dabbling with the occult, other confessed sin when they took when they they basically brought those things before the Lord, confessed them before the Lord and rebuked, or not rebuked, but confessed them before the Lord and repented and and forsake, forsook those things that the Lord you know, let set them free from other problems or other infirmities that they were experiencing. I'm not suggesting that ailments or all ailments are the work of Satan. We know that all of them are a product of that, a part of the fall. But, you know, it, it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you have unconfessed sin in your life that, you know, you're going to have a problem or that any problem you have is because of unconfessed sin. I'm not saying any of that. We have Job as an example of someone who was right before God, someone who was blameless before the Lord, none like him in all the earth, but yet he was still attacked by Satan because God and Satan had worked this thing out. You know, there was an accusation made against Job, and God says it's not true, and Satan says, I'll prove it, and God says, okay, try, and of course God won, right? At Job's expense, you know, it's kind of a sad story. But, but some people do open themselves up to these things. And I think it's important for us to understand that we can open ourselves up to demonic activity in our life, that we can open ourselves up to a demonic attack. And, and of course, you know, we think of, first of all, you know, Matthew chapter 18, where Jesus is talking to his disciples about forgiveness. And as he's going through this whole process of, you know, we need to forgive, and anybody who's done something wrong to us, he tells a story about this king who forgave this guy billions of dollars. And, and then the guy, after he'd been forgiven, he begged the king, and the king forgave him, felt, had pity on him, forgave him. He went out and found his buddy who owed him a measly, like, 20 or 30 grand. Now, that seems like a lot of money, but compared to a billion dollars that he'd just been forgiven of, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Agreed? And yet he would put that guy in jail... And, and make him pay all, or until he paid all. And so the, the king found out, and he grabbed, the, grabbed that servant. He says, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. And this guy owes you 100 days wages, and you're going to you know, put him in prison for that? And he said, you know, he says, cast him off to the torturers until he pays all. 
And then the most creepy verse in the entire Bible, it says, So too will my heavenly Father do to each of you if you from your heart do not forgive your brother their trespasses. Wow. And it is my opinion, and I've, I've seen it, that when someone will not, is not willing to allow themselves to forgive and they, they harbor bitterness and hold on to bitterness, there is nothing in your life that will invite the devil into your life like that. Now, we also see other occasions where there's just unconfessed, open sin, such as 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where a man was having an, an affair with his, his stepmom. Creepy. Right, but this he's having an affair with his stepmom, and he's you know the church is just kind of letting it go. You know, hey, it's okay. Paul says, "Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh." What does that look like? Well, probably very similar to deliver him over to the tortures until he pays all. You know, basically send him out into the world. Do not allow him to come to church until he's repented, so that Satan can work him over. And I don't even know what that would look like in a person's life. But it, it isn't going to be a good thing. And then, of course, you have other occasions where doors were open. Ananias and Sapphira, who who allowed Satan to fill their hearts so that they would lie to the Holy Spirit, and 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 things like that. And so, so the point. Would, would be to bring someone to repentance if there's some sort of um, physical problem that they're having in, in regards to demand, demonic activity in their life. And certainly that's what we see in this woman, but probably not because she'd sinned in some way. It doesn't ever insinuate that. Jesus doesn't tell her, go and sin no more. He did say that to the man who was by the pool of Bethesda. Remember that guy? He was by the pool of Bethesda. Jesus came and said, do you want to be made well? He says, well, nobody will put me down in the water when the angel stirs the water and this whole superstition that they had. And so Jesus heals the guy. And, and then he says, stop sinning, lest the worst thing happen to you. In other words, it, it would insinuate that, that that guy was in the infirmity that he was in because of some sin he committed. And maybe that was physical. But Jesus doesn't say anything to this woman about that. She is just suffering under some satanic attack. Something a, a demon had done to her. Not that a demon is presently clean to her. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, but he, he'd done it to her. But she's not demon-possessed. He doesn't cast a demon out of her. She just is bound by this demonic attack. Not really sure what that means or what that looks like on the other side of things where we can't see, but it's something that happened. And so verse 12, it says, but when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And so Jesus, when he, when he enters a room, the first thing he sees is the person with the greatest need, or, or at least the person who's willing to admit that they have the greatest need, right? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.